All right, folks, hello and welcome. It is 7.33 PST, 12.1, the beginning of the last month of 2022. God bless you all. Thank you for joining me tonight. Really looking forward to getting into this session with you guys. This is going to be a quick one. I want to get straight into the crypto update, but we're going to be a little bit tight on this schedule here tonight. Let's get right into it, though. Looking at the cryptocurrency market, 16,900. We've moved slightly back down here for our Bitcoin and cryptocurrency space. And XRP is at 38 cents. Now, let's get right into it, folks. This is uh, getting interesting out here and moving and developing rather quickly. Starting it off, we have Italy will impose crypto gains tax at 26% starting in 2023. They are coming for all of this wealth that we are trying to accumulate, build, and keep. They are coming for it in multiple ways than one. You got to sit down with your accountant and you got to have a serious wealth building and preservation strategy. We got to get our game up right now. There's no time to play around. Let's continue on. We have Kim.com being one of the only people actually questioning Sam Bankman Freed and the people behind this whole FTX drama in this whole Twitter space that's been ongoing for weeks now as the, uh, the, the, the old boys in crypto try to save the space, essentially, is what's going on. And Kim.com, one of the only few real ones I, I would consider in that space, who actually asked Sam Bankman-Fried some you know, decent questions here today. Um, the, the two simple questions here are, uh, let me share this with you guys, full screen. Why should anyone believe anything you say when you are throwing your own lover under the bus? <laughs> How about that one, folks? And I was told that Caroline is listening right now. Is there anything you would like to say to her? How about that? Right? That's getting to the meat of the, the discussion here that needs to happen, needs to get done. What the hell happened here? Not softball questions from CNBC, right? If we're going to get anything done, let's move quickly on them. Kim.com, one of the few real ones, and we do appreciate that. Now, of course, the FTX saga continuing to usher in regulations. This one, Janet Yellen, making her appearance at that New York Times Dealbook Summit event. Uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said that Dealbook Summit, uh, at the Dealbook Summit, that the collapse of the cryptocurrency exchange FTX was a Lehman moment for the crypto industry. Quote, this is an industry that really needs to have adequate regulation and it doesn't. Well, gee, thanks for stating the, the very obvious there. Janet, no telling Yellen, what is going to be coming next out of her mouth? But it is pretty funny to watch this unfold. And it just so perfectly, playing into the hands of the, the, the old guard and the rule makers who are struggling so hard to maintain power. Right here, we have Brian Quintes chiming in because the whole crypto space getting a little excited here because the CFTC chairman, and this is the whole issue, is that we still don't have clarity. And anytime one of these guys actually makes the, takes the stand, they're speaking in doublespeak and they don't actually answer the questions and they're not getting anything done. So every time we have any CFTC chairman, they make a, a photo op appearance, they show up for an interview to look cute. Uh, they they double speak and they don't get to the meat of the discussion that needs to happen. They don't give us clarity. We have no laws, right? And so they keep the space in the dark. And right here we have Brian Quintes, who I thought was actually one of the good ones. He talks right here about this. This is uh, CFTC Chair Rostin Bowman or Bayman said that the only cryptocurrency that should be viewed as a commodity as Bitcoin. So everyone's all excited. Oh wow, he's rolling back on Ethereum. But the truth of the matter is, is that no one has really gotten clarity here yet. But Brian Quintes does say this, 100 to 1, this was a misquote or misstatement. As I've said many times, there are Ethereum futures trading on the CFTC-only exchanges. That makes the underlying non-security. 
putting a currently trading contract into legal jeopardy is not something this or any other CFTC chair would do. So he's saying that this, this guy misspoke, misquote, or misstatement here, that that is not the case and that we do have Ethereum futures trading uh, already on the CFTC-only exchanges. So he's basically making the case that ETH is a commodity. I mean, I mean, right, that, that means that ETH is a commodity if it comes underneath your jurisdiction or at least the future, the futures contract of Ethereum uh so that's the thing with this whole space brian quinta is one of the few real ones but he's the former cftc so he's now gone now we have all these other silly guys i mean i was watching the rostin bainman uh, cftc chair speaking in front of the, the 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 committee in front of congress here today and it was a joke it was a joke he's just another one of these guys wasting our time absolutely needs to get out of our way now eleanor Terrett, hot on it fresh off the press here eleanor Terrett just shared this one within the last uh couple hours here new and scoop for me republican lawmakers are wasting no time making good on their promise to make life miserable for wall street's top cop gary gensler exclusive republicans introduced legislation to thwart esg related sec disclosure demands okay that is good to see we're going to keep on these guys and we will you know keep on pressing on eleanor terrett one of the few real ones that's actually holding these guys accountable Tom Emmer, one of the few good guys here, he says, I sent a letter with Patrick McHenry to the Boston Fed concerning allegations that some firms participating in Project Hamilton might intend to use government resources to design a CBDC under the Fed's watch with the intent to then sell those products to commercial banks. Okay, so uh, Tom Emmer trying to rein back in this digital dollar. We know the CBDC projects are well underway. Ripple just had their hackathon, and we actually had the winner of the CBDC hackathon, Jay from Spend the Bits. We just had him on our show last week, so that was a fun conversation. But yeah, we know that the CBDC trials are already underway. The pilots are well underway, and we do have a few people here, Tom Emmer in this case, uh, one of the few politicians that's actually looking to kind of rein this thing back in on as far as privacy, security, and uh, central bank digital currencies. Season's greetings here from Roslyn Layton, XRP community, XRP army. Thanks for all the love and right back at you. See new piece on the SEC paradox. There's no proof that registration would have stopped the FTX bankruptcy, but the SEC insists on it. Good luck trying to find the rules for crypto. Exactly. And that's the thing is Forbes, some of these outlets, they always have one or two outliers. It's uh, like, I, th I think Eleanor Terrett's with Fox Business, right? They have one or two outliers, you know, you know g guys that are kind of on the fringe and are actually covering this Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. This is going to be the story of the century once, once this case is over. The financial story of the century is going to be the victory that Ripple is going to have over the SEC. And it's, it's going to be massive. And it's going to be part of them coming back on. Here we have Rosalind Layton uh, writing this opinion piece for Forbes. And it's great to see. Thank you. Huge shout out to Rosalind. And we, we really do appreciate that. We know where this stands. We just want a level playing field. It's not that we want Ethereum to get taken down or we really care about irrelevant technology like Bitcoin. We just don't care. We want to move humanity forward. Please give us the rules and regulations, the rules of the road, and let American entrepreneurs take it from there and, and it will get done. Thank you. And Rosalind Lane, one of the few. One of the few. Okay. Uh, XRP community, Jimmy Valley chiming in here. This is shared by James Rule XRP. I want to listen to this. This is why Jimmy Valley, uh, Jimmy Valley from Val Hill Capital seeks permission to file an amicus brief in the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. We're going to check this one out, folks. Here we go. Okay. okay. Why did Val Hill Capital seek permission to file and file an amicus brief 
So the, the, SEC ripples. There, there were there were two uh, really important issues we wanted to make sure were before uh, Judge Torres and Judge Netburn in the case. Uh, the, the, the first was that there are use cases that we are undertaking uh, and we're just beginning. I mean, there's there's going to be almost as many use cases for this asset as you can imagine up new things. Right. But that we are taking the asset and using it in a manner that is completely independent of Ripple. They have no idea what we're even doing. We're just out there making other businesses and using it as the plumbing for our businesses. Right. Uh, so that was number one. Number two is that. Uh, we had done a lot, a lot of homework on the asset, a lot of due diligence, as we would call it in our business. And all of the uh, federal regulators, um, uh, they had come out and said pre-SEC lawsuit that XRP was a virtual currency. So they actually had a, a settlement with, uh, with, with uh, FinCEN, which is part of the, the Treasury, the Financial Crimes right. Enforcement Network. They they'd had an, uh, a settlement with FinCEN back in 2015 where the statement of facts, I think it's the third fact, clearly states XRP is a virtual currency. Uh, you had had numerous um, uh, other regulators like the CFTC call it a virtual currency. You'd had the SEC itself publish um, a framework and speak publicly about if the asset is such that it could be used in lieu of fiat uh, so that you know you basically can take the value and convert it into something else very, very quickly, just like money, that that is not a security. They had published a framework back in 2019 uh, uh, that, that, that basically said that, about, the framework was on digital assets and how he Now, it's important to note here that James, uh, Jimmy Valley here, he is a securities lawyer. He understands what he's doing here. He, he's an entrepreneur, builds businesses, and is really in the game here. He totally understands what's going on here, and they're actually building their own utility on the XRP ledger as well that Ripple doesn't even know about. And so that is why Jimmy Valley and why others have been used as, as examples like Jay from Spend the Bits as well as additional utility, additional users of the XRP ledger that are not Ripple, that are not relying solely on Ripple. We have a community, a decentralized community of developers that are still adding to a ledger that's already been completed, been running flawlessly for 10 years, and already been deemed a virtual currency by other members within our own federal government. So this is why Jimmy Valley stepped into the case. This is why I'm looking forward. I, I was just sent an invitation to be a, a part of his committee on writing uh, the updated version of the Fed buyback. And I'm really looking forward to the opportunity as an American to talk about the value of this asset, what's happened and what's, what's gone wrong here and how we can make this right. How can we move this country forward using the digital asset XRP and others? It's not just about XRP, it's much further than that. But XRP community specifically being attacked. And I think it's because the value of this ledger is so great. It threatened the powers that be so, so much so that they had to stall it up with an SEC lawsuit. Right. So huge shout out to Jimmy Valley. Now, uh, in regards to the Spark Flare tokens, Hugo Filion, CEO of Flare. If you are one of those people that puts when token under every one of our posts, the answer is January 9th, 2023. So we're going to get the answer. We're going to get the tokens here, I guess. Our Flare Spark tokens supposed to be released here. January 9th of next year. That's massive. We'd love to see it. 
Congrats on the news. Looking forward to our continued partnership. And this is another Ripple partner, Key Rock Trading. We're excited to share that we raised another $72 million for our Series B round. We want to thank our existing and new investors that participated in this round, such as Ripple, Six Fintech Ventures, and Middle Game VC. So I went ahead and I pulled up their website to take a look here at what Key Rock is doing. And they are a market maker for, for digital currencies here and for trading here. Pricing assets at scale. We support the growth and adoption of the most groundbreaking technologies in the digital asset space with the vision of cr uh, creating fair, more efficient capital markets. We deploy proprietary and highly scalable market making technologies. Okay, so they are, it looks like uh, being funded here partially by Ripple getting some funding here from Ripple. Obviously, Ripple sitting in a heavy cash position, $1 billion cash uh, plus, plus, plus all of the XRP is what Ripple's sitting on right now, an incredible spot to be in, perfectly positioned to be a lender of last resort and perfectly positioned to help a company like Keyrock become a market maker. They're out of, uh, uh, gosh, I'm going to misspeak here. It is uh, Brussels, Belgium. That's where they're out of, uh, Belgium, okay? So very important. Next one here from the Rothschilds, uh, Mason Rothschilds. It is still yet to click in most people's heads that XRP is actually meant for enterprise-grade use cases. So Coinbase Wallet and others halting support in Ripple buyback program is part of the grand plan to reduce retail access to XRP. Understand what you hold, XRP community. And he shares this clip here of Brad, and, and, and this is uh, them having him on Fox Business, and they call Ripple the leading enterprise blockchain company. And we talked about this yesterday, didn't we? That we, we don't care that Coinbase Wallet is no longer going to be holding XRP. We understand this isn't meant for us. And we have other, you know, we have the ZUM wallet that's being built out by uh, just people, basically XRP ledger developers, not even associated with Ripple. So we can, we already have an XRP wallet that functions so well with the DEX. And, and that would be the ZUM wallet that just recently got uh, a bunch of added liquidity to it as well. All of the stable coins on GitHub are now available on the ZUM wallet as well. So additional liquidity coming to the XRP ledger. That just happened last week. And, and, and so what we're going to see here, folks, it doesn't matter. There's going to be narratives. They're going to continue to try to get people confused, mislead them. But at the end of the day, look at how, how, how they're already being referred to. We're going to play this clip right here. We got to play this one for you guys. This is Brad on Fox Business. He joining us now on the set, CEO of leading enterprise blockchain company Ripple, Brad Garlinghouse. Yes, of course, Ripple related to XRP. He joining us now on the set, CEO of leading enterprise blockchain company Ripple, Brad Garlinghouse. Yes, of course, Ripple related to XRP. He joining us yep, now. So there you have it. The leading enterprise blockchain company. And that's what matters. Solving enterprise solutions and the, the main utility being liquidity. So your target market for business is enterprise solutions, central banks and others. Right. And then obviously related to XRP, you've chosen the XRP ledger, uh, spending $100 million in a legal battle for the sake of XRP and the rest of the cryptocurrency digital assets, uh, asset space, right? And right here we see, you know, in the middle of this lawsuit, in the middle of all the distractions, in the middle of all the confusion, every single day I open my TikTok, I see a new XRP hater showing up. Amidst all of that, you got to look at the partnerships, you got to look at the deals that are done, and it's without a doubt that they are the leading enterprise blockchain. 
in the midst of a legal battle that they don't even have clarity in. So they're dominating the rest of the world. But imagine what's going to happen once they get set free in this country too, right? Uh, once the pools of liquidity get opened up, I think we are going to be talking about much higher prices. And I'm about to get into explaining why I titled this video $3.7 trillion market cap for XRP. But before we do that, let's check out this chart right here. This is from Caleb Franzen, Bitcoin chart. Today is the final day of November and Bitcoin is going to produce the 12th consecutive red monthly Heiken Ashy Candle. After five plus months of red candles, a green monthly candle has marked the end of each bear market. Each red streak has been longer than the last. So if you guys look here at this uh, chart, the first the first time we went we did this, we did five monthly candles. The next time we did it was 10. And then the last time was 14. We've currently done 12. Okay. So we've printed 12 and it looks like if history repeats, we're going to need to do more than 14. So we still have a few more months to go at least uh, riding out this bear market. Let's watch that closely. But let's move on over to some bullish charts. We have this one here from Crypto Insight. This is our boy, Will. Huge shout out. And he says, below our measured moves, XRP has made in the past from lowest to highest. Now, tell me why it can't do this again. Is it because you're emotional about it? We use the same TA for all other charts. History may not repeat, but normally rhymes. How? If this happens, I don't know, but. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're looking at these previous fractals, these previous moves for XRP. And if we do any, anything like this, you know, going forward, we're going to do $3.60 easily hit. That's the, That would be the first move here. $3.60 easily hit or a 5849. Okay, let's move on up. We could do a move up to $30 here. And then we also could eventually hit that $295 is, is the type of moves that we've done in the past. Now, some would say, well, this is way more mature. There's way more money in the market. Like you're not going to get that type of return. You're not going to get that type of gain. But what we see here is we've, we've done this in the middle of this SEC lawsuit. We missed out on this bull run. We still had Jed McKeelab dumping on us, right? And then we had the masses that did all that new money that did come in. That new money was tricked. That new money went into exchanges, went into DeFi, went into uh, degenerate gambling, futures trading, uh, went, went into NFTs, metaverse, hype, Doge, Elon, whatever, whatever Twitter account tells me I'm going to get rich, whatever TikTok account tells me I, I'm going to get the next 100x. And XRP's done these moves in the past with regulatory clarity with utility unlocked. Why can't it do something similar? You know, think of how small the space was when it did do those moves, right? Now we're going to have that much more money and liquidity coming into these assets. Why, why could it not do those types of moves again? Is it going to go to $295 overnight? I don't think that that's going to be the case, but you see where we're at on the charts and, and we're definitely there. Now I have another one here and this next one is from EG Reg Crypto. So another technical analysis guy here, XRP market cap 3.7 trillion. If XRP market cap follows the W pattern, then on wave five, XRP market cap formation from TA perspective is going to 3.7 trillion. XRP formation is so far aligned for almost 70% with W pattern number five. Help me do the math for XRP price if this plays out. We will help you do the math on that one. EG Reg Crypto, huge shout out. So we go and we do the market cap calculation, bro. And we see that we would be at a $75 XRP. 50 billion, 290 million is about the rough circulating supply. 
So if we were to do the market cap bro calculation, that would give us a market cap of about 3.771 trillion dollars. So we're only talking about a you know $75 XRP once we reach 3.7 trillion in the old school way of calculating a stock or a commodity, uh, a, a store of value, a, a way to try to figure out how much money, how much value is in an asset. Uh, but once again, we've made this clear distinction for everyone to understand. There's a major difference between market cap, bro, and liquidity available, uh, circulating supply available for liquidity. There's a big difference between available supply for liquidity and the circulating supply of 50 billion that's quote unquote in circulation, but me and you, Joe Blow, not supposed to have XRP. We're holding our precious little XRP until we see some of these waves play out. They're gonna take us to a much different reality. And that's what we're here for, folks. I'm very excited for it. Speaking of new realities and a shift here underway, uh, before we get into it, JP Morgan is going to be custodying some uh, $52 billion worth of gold bars. This is being reported by Gold Telegraph. After it has been proven in court that JP Morgan did manipulate the price of gold for years, they now get to share custody of $52 billion of gold bars. Help us all. Yeah, and, and so we already know that they've been caught rigging the precious metals. This is HSBC will have to share custody with uh, all these assets here with JP Morgan. And this is a $52 billion stash of gold. Very interesting to see here. Okay. The change which begins on December 6th is a boon for JP Morgan, which could rake in millions of dollars in storage fees. So uh, when you're JP Morgan, when you're sitting at that table, when you are part of that elite club, you just uh, pay your way, you pay your fines, you get caught rigging the game and you just continue business as usual. But then I have this article that I wanted to run through real quick with you guys. So this is Russia planning to unleash gold-based currency. Gold soars to 1,817 as gold futures surge another $57 and silver hits $23. And so we're seeing a lot of speculation here and we're seeing uh, right here. This is from Alice Dare McLeod. In this article, I examine the current state of the fight for hegemonic control between America on one side and Russia and China on the other. It is being fought on two fronts. Ukraine is the one in plain sight, is about to endure a winter without power and adequate food, potentially leading to a humanitarian crisis. The other front is financial with America facing a coordinated attack by Russia and China on its dollar hegemony. The Russians are playing a replacement trade settlement currency, which if it succeeds could unleash a flood of foreign-owned dollars onto the foreign exchanges. Folks, you guys already know the deal. Right now, underway, we're looking at this thing to absolutely explode on breakout. Let's take a look. Atova, Costa, Atovia, Atovio, Costa, precious metals bottomed, and it's time to play offense. Gold is almost back to its 2011 monthly highs. If that is the playbook for the miners, there is an 85% upside from here. Game on. And we're looking at an 85% there for the miners. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. We have the Philadelphia Stock Exchange Gold and Silver Index, and we have Gold Spot Price right there. You're seeing a discrepancy of 85%. So check that out. That's the gold versus the miners. Okay, and so we're expecting a major move on breakout coming here forward. And this is why I've just recently partnered up with those folks that will help you roll over your retirement account or your 401k over to Precious Metals. If you're looking to make that move, I've been stacking a considerable amount of uh, Silver has taken a large percentage of my portfolio recently, so I'm not here to give you guys financial advice, but we see what's underway. We see the rollout of this new financial system on a daily basis. On a daily basis, my conviction is growing. I know that the rest of the space is on their knees begging, are we ever going to recover? Nothing has changed for me. You go through the market cap calculations, bro, we easily have life-changing gains. 
I'm going to be here for it. And we're going to be building businesses the whole way through, figuring out how to build and preserve generational wealth. I really look forward to dropping some more content for you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you all. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.